Hello and welcome to the War Report. I am your host Cyrus. Quan is at Bridgeport. He enjoyed a great aid. Well, he says it's a good AEW show. Uh, <laughs> this is a show where we talk about NXT and AEW, and I am joined by a special guest, the armchair all tour, Dom Griffin. Uh, what else? You're on RNC watches, uh, Triple Beam streams. Mm, yes, um, yes, sir. TikTok pal sending us uh, <laughs> sending each other unhinged TikTok unhinged TikTok um, central. If you are a patron, uh, he was on our Lucha Underground episode. Yes, um, I was. Thank you for having me. Hey man. Oh, and uh, I, I got a. Uh, oh no, I, I'm not sure if I can say that, but you'll have another special appearance. Uh, I think uh, this week, actually, or next week. So. Oh um, yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. So look out for that. Um, Dom is a great friend of mine, and I love his thoughts on wrestling because I think it, he is. <laughs> I would say you're just like a, um, what I would say, um, critical like me, but you let a lot of shit slide, and I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I I try to. It's very similar, I think, to like my approach to like like film criticism, which is like. I have a very critical eye and like there's things that I don't like and like I, I, I have a lot of fundamental gripes with certain things but mm. if I if I end up enjoying something in spite of those gripes I just don't like to pretend I didn't you know what I mean like if I, <laughs> like if I had a good time even if it's like objectively bad or whatever people be like but that was this it's inconsistent with your other views I'm like yeah but like I enjoyed myself. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just I, went front. I like, had a blast. <laughs> like, if I had a good time, I'm going to share that. And, like, hopefully people that know me or listen to me can tell. Sometimes I'll say something is, like, a blast. And, like, they know that means, like, oh, well, Dom's, like, like broken inside and pops for very simple things. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hey, if you're doing well, you might not enjoy this. Um, you know, so I just try Did to be that- honest with people. Did that happen in any point during watching AEW tonight? <laughs> I need to know. Man, when you texted me and you were like, hey, do you want to be on the Warport this week? I was like, hell yeah. I love, I, I'm always, I mean, I watch, I tend to watch Dynamite almost every week anyway. There's some nights I don't, mm-hmm. like if I'm at a screening or something. If I'm not home when it airs, I'm not catching anything later. Yeah, you're not that's, rushing to go that's, home. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Even when friends are like, oh, there's this one really good match. I'm like, that's cool. I will literally probably never see it. Uh, but no, not not much tonight. I, I, it's funny because even last week, like we we're in the Discord watching it, and I was like, "Hey, some of this stuff was like pretty good. This was like all right, you know. There was a couple of nice moments, but this week was a lot." I so the war report that I wasn't on, which I think was like two weeks ago. Everybody was just like, "Hey, man, that was a pretty good fucking show," and I was just like, "Man, shit." Well, like, <laughs> actually, well, like, what? Well, I'm lying because I wasn't like, "Ah, fuck, shit," because I went to go see Dua Lipa, and I don't give <laughs> yeah. a shit. And so <laughs> I was just like, "Either you guys are lying, and or good for them," you know. Like, uh, you know, we're on the road to revolution, so this is a good thing. But, um, nah, man. No. Uh, the fo- the following week, I was just like, I mean, th- it-, it was okay, and then now we're just back to uh, standard dynamite. Standard putting dynamite. it nicely. Standard dynamite. It's it. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but like, it genuinely saddens me when I see so many people online who are like really big AEW heads, mm-hmm. and they just say 
just the hyperbolic things they say about the show and like this is blowing raw out of the water and this is like this is going to be revolution is going to be better than wrestlemania and stuff like that and it's like look man Nah. I, I give I give <laughs> these people I give these people a lot of like leeway because I'm like you know I understand like the the uh, some of the limitations and but no just stop that <laughs> please it uh the hype around it does make me a little bit jaded because I'm just like oh you're just straight up lying or like you know you're saying yeah. something completely different and I don't stand how. <laughs> I, I feel the, it feels like a Mandela effect thing where I'm like, is everyone else just watching a different show? Are they being piped a different show than I'm being piped? But you know what I wonder? I feel like if I never paid attention to online discourse around AEW, if I never interacted with like Reddit or Twitter or any or like weird Facebook comments and stuff, if I never saw the typical AEW fans thoughts and I casually watch this like every other Wednesday or something, mm-hmm. I'd probably be okay with it. I'd be like, this is all right. Like this is, there's some guys that I kind of like, if I watch in the background, like it's not that big a deal. Any mm-hmm. week where I watch it and I see people's thoughts, like every fightful tweet just makes me want to like bash my head and pull <laughs> It's like, please stop. Uh, I wish I could agree. But like, even when I was no longer on Twitter, like just for like a couple months or so, oh, yeah, you had a nice little I, break. Yeah, I still felt like these shows were like not that great. But speaking of fightful, let's get these new segments out of the way. Yes, <laughs> let's get into it. And before we uh, get into the meat of it, we're just going to talk about some things that happened over on NXT. Um, so former coach Hideki Suzuki, uh, at NXT, he was going by Hachiman. And he talks about, uh, you know, a scenario with, I think, uh, Pro Wrestling Weekly about getting into an argument uh, with the coach and just uh, sticking up for the wrestlers in the, uh, in the promotion. So he talks about how there was a coach meeting happening in the performance center, and he kind of just said, nah, I'm going to continue training the wrestlers. And I thought, yeah, that's cool. Like, if there's nothing to really talk about, then, you know, why are we having a meeting when I can do something way more productive? Like, I think we've all been there at some uh, point in time. And then that got him in trouble with, uh, or, you know, one of the other coaches were uh, upset with him. Um, He mentions that Bernard, as we would know, was Matt Bloom. He talked to Hachiman about it. He wasn't upset about it at all. So it just seemed like some other coworker was taking their job way too fucking seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that stuck out to me in that story was I thought like, oh, like if the higher ups were mad that, that it was like an important meeting or something from like a, you know, like bureaucratic level or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But for like, Bloom's like still at the head of like training, right? Yeah. Is, he, is it like, yeah. like the old DeMott role? If he was like, hey man, uh, so I don't even know who, Terry Taylor. I don't yeah, know if he, someone was like, yeah. some, uh, somebody was like mad, but you're not mm-hmm. mad. You're the guy in charge. Like, who kind of, yeah. I mean, I would say who gives a shit, but at the same time, like, dog, when they signed Suzuki and then, like, I didn't know he was still there, and then he showed up with Diamond Mine, I was like, he still has a job? How does he still have a job? What are they going <laughs> to do with him? He's not, like, young. He's, like, I've seen, I don't know, I think maybe three or four Suzuki matches in my life, mm-hmm. but, like, I just didn't understand how he worked there. I didn't, like, I, I don't know how that came to be. <laughs> when- Sometimes... Sometimes it happens and you're just like, when did you fucking get in? I don't remember the WWE press release about. I I remember the press release. And then I was just like, 
why? <laughs> well, like, like, I wasn't like, why? But I was like kind of surprised. And they were just like, oh, he's just going to be a coach. And I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, that makes fine. sense. But then it was on TV when the Diamond Mine yeah. debuted. I yeah. was like, when he was with Diamond Mine, I was just like, um. Because I like legit, I really felt like that entire uh, <laughs> angle was like, okay. And then we have this like stoic Japanese guy. But that's how you know we're not like, fucking he, around. He, he just stands there like arms folded. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh. he, so, he was supposed to be the coach of Diamond Mine. And then after, you know, he got released, it was just like, yeah, Diamond Mine just trained themselves. Fuck it. And yeah, they I was all just, just like, they, why'd y'all even they, put him in that role? They assault each <laughs> other when they lose. And, and Roddy glares at them and Bivens makes jokes. It's like kind of the perfect table. But yeah, absolutely. you didn't really need a guy standing around uh being a <laughs> silent <laughs> being a being a pedigreed check stealer you know mm-hmm. uh we get a lot of check stealers but i'm mad they got to him first <laughs> <laughs> um a quote that uh i guess can allude to whoever was like really a part of it he he just said this isn't the 80s this is 2022 it's uh it's not the coaches who are the main characters it's the young guys and i was just like Hey man, oh, <laughs> that could oh, apply that's to several guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man, and so I would funny. agree. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it's it is it's probably true. Yeah, and then um, somebody who I felt is probably being uh trying to be a main character. This is another fightful story where Scotty Tuhati, who was also a release coach, talks about uh Vince McMahon shooting down his idea. I read this whole article i wish i did not <laughs> because i thought his idea was stupid and i don't know why you had to type 500 plus words for this very dumb idea Wait, what was the um, idea so basically when the pandemic started and things started shutting down theater started showing down broadway started showing down uh shutting down and a lot of these Broadway performers were just, you know, just out and about. Uh, he wanted to give tryouts to Broadway actors. Oh. Uh. And then his, his understanding was like, you know, some of them are ripped. Uh, I, yeah, okay. All right. I, <laughs> okay. So look, I'll say this, right? I think that's sort of a bad idea for like what NXT does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think... <sighs> I think you definitely could have gotten a couple of drama kids that turned out to be good superstars, like logistically. I mean, like just realistically speaking, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. there's probably a couple of athletic guys and they already know how to act and stuff. And like, they already understand mm-hmm. like performance, and like in some ways uh, it could be uh, applicable, Beneficial. right? But uh, doesn't, didn't they already have enough fucking drama nerds essentially, but they're just drama nerds that grew up watching like, tape trading yes. and stuff you know what i mean like so yes. i didn't think they need i don't think they needed more guys that like yeah like character is important and all that stuff but like i don't know i don't know how well that would have turned out you know what i mean like i get the people mm-hmm. think that it like well hiring ex-basketball players is bad and i'm like i, I don't I, I don't think it is i think like in the history of pro wrestling most wrestlers that we idolize and love started out in some other sport first they didn't start out mm-hmm. just being nerds <laughs> they just started just being I, fans I'd say this to actually be like very critical and not just kind of like shit on his idea outright. (laughs) Getting somebody who was already athletic to do something athletic seems like a no brainer. Right. But with these football players, you know, and stuff like that, all you have to really do is give them a character. And 
a lot of these people or, you know, a lot of people that we see on uh, NXT 2.0, they're more or less just being themselves. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I mean, we'll say the, the, the best wrestling gimmicks is just like you turned up to 11. Yeah, You know, like the best wrestling gimmicks is not, oh, I'm a guy like this, but my character is like, it's not D&D. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not, yeah, not, exactly. it doesn't have to be drastically, you're not creating a player in a video game and you get to do a bunch of non-you shit. It should be you, but more. Yeah, and then I think like once, like if the Broadway actor is not interested in wrestling and they take a back bump, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they exclusively got people from like that Spider-Man turn off the dark musical, like those guys were taking mad bumps and stuff. So like throw them in a in a in a, in a ladder match. They're probably ready. Yeah. You just have to get the uh, get the cast of cats and see uh watch them have a no uh false count anywhere match. It should be crazy. But not like I definitely think like it's cool, like it's a not a terrible idea because you know we get like circus ole people and like you know we get them I'm sure like, like reggie's been kind of working out and stuff so yeah um but no i i i am definitely a fan of former athlete doing uh you know transitioning over broad and plus i don't think most broadway actors would really be interested if they weren't already interested in wrestling but, I'm, um, I'm honestly imagining like a like an actor actor mad that he's out of work because of the pandemic Shown to the PC doing like blow up drills, <laughs> stuff. Just yeah, being like, what like, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you know, take like, a I, I, really? <laughs> I, I think, I think, like, because he was just like, let's get some of the, you know, kind of like, you know, the ones that like look good, which are like shredded or whatever. And I was like, I think it's a different kind of athletic when it comes to like Broadway actors. Yeah, it's, um, it's different. I mean, the, the God's honest truth is like, could they have done his idea and found some gems? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But them not doing the idea is not one of those, you know, the, the, the phrase you're on Twitter oh, all the time is like, out. how could they do it? How could they miss out on like, I, I can't <laughs> hear that cadence of like, how could you miss out on that? How can they miss out on the lead actress on Mama Hamilton? Mia? You know, yeah, like <laughs> the last uh, thing I need is like Lin Manuel Miranda, the next Lin Manuel Miranda oh, Jesus in, the, in the PC talking like that. Uh, no, thank you. Absolutely not. Uh, but one interesting thing that he said in uh, the article was he felt like a, a lot of older NXT acts could have benefited from being part of 2.0 when he was asked about the, uh, the new transition, specifically naming uh, Kona Reeves and Wesley Blake of uh, Forgotten Sons and former NXT champion. Yeah, I keep Back forgetting champion. that Wesley Blake exists. Like sometimes I forget that he's not buddy Mur- mm-hmm. murph like you know what i mean like i I, mm-hmm. I i know they're two different people but strong I, link on that guy like when i picture the tag team i just picture two two buddies that's what i actually see in my mind you know what um, <laughs> i do too <laughs> right like that's that's actually how i feel uh connor is cool i guess i mean yeah I th- the truth is i think a lot of people more than just those two guys benefit from 2.0 because yeah, it's like it's, it's like real developmental it's not it's not like a super yeah. indie, you know, it's straight up. It's just people get to try new things and they get to learn like on the job. And they're not just like backstage waiting for, you know, Johnny Gargano to stop looking at his hands or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> it, it, like it just, I get honestly, like even, even two point episodes where like I watch like, you know, objectively not good matches. It's like, Oh, Hey, this match isn't really good, but I remember this person got signed six months ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know this is they're very new to this. And that's okay. And they'll get better. You know, mm-hmm. it's like watching old FCW, 
or original NXT and stuff. But yeah, uh, uh, the original NXT that people say they miss, and then when they get it back, I don't really know, man. Adam Cole's not here. Like, come on, guys, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, it's, it's people forget how many. I mean, like, you know, they forget how many people came from that system. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like that. That's a real thing. That I just because it wasn't like broadly on television the same way that modern NXT is. Like, it's it, it works. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're gonna get into the juice, of the bulk of uh, the in the trenches. Kenny Omega on Wrestling uh, Observer <gasps> Radio. I put essentially just burying Cody, but um, I have a lot of interesting quotes here. Uh, do you want to just talk about them one one by one? Or, yeah, let's go uh, one by one. I think it's fine. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is talking about, you know, the start of AEW. When this thing started, AEW, uh, the most passionate person about the revolution, uh, the most passionate person about creating this us versus them mentality was Cody. So uh, it's strange for him to just up and walk away. Thoughts? What I thought was funny about that was it's like that entire line of questioning in the interview was them being like, we never had any issues with WWE. We just wanted to make our own special little thing with our friends. And Cody, Cody was just so mad. He's just so mad about the Stardust thing that he was just always. And it's like, they all were doing that corny shit. There's so many mm-hmm. tweets, so many Young Bucks uh, Twitter bio updates, so many uh, gotten to Kenny Omega quote tweets and, 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 and sound bites and BTE gags and stuff. Like they were all in on that shit, period. And, and, they're, and they were doing it because... They were all of those guys were shitting on WWE to AEW fans the same way Jim Cornette shits on AEW to fans of the Jim Crockett promotions territory days that are never coming back. You know what I mean? It's literally just you yeah. shit on what you know your audience hates and they'll love you for it. So mm-hmm. they made their core fan base people that don't like WWE straight up. Yeah. And what I also think is very funny about this quote is yes, they did used to do a lot of, you know, shots uh taking shots at wwe and stuff like that remembering uh the parking lot that got jimmy jacobs fired um or like the the evasion thing and i think it's very funny because hold on i'm trying to remember my thought (laughs) it's okay now it's not like now it's just oh i just wanted to do something promotional with my friends because you're actively going in war with it. Like it's actually affecting your pockets now. And it's making this a lot more fun, like less fun. Like when you're just in the basement, smoking with your friends and talking shit, that's great. When it affects your livelihood. Oh shit. This isn't that cool. Yeah. <laughs> being, and a, I mean, being an edgelord ain't that cool. Huh? Well, that, and I think that now it's like, I mean, we, we talked about it. We talked about it before, but it's like, uh, it's three years now. We're like in year three, right? Mm-hmm. You're whatever, yeah, gear three, year four, I guess. And uh, you can't every week talk about the revolution and how you're changing the business and you're going to overtake whoever, whatever. It's not happening. It's clearly not happening. It's demonstrably, mm-hmm. uh, factually not occurring. So it's like you really do kind of have to, on some level, pump the brakes on that because you'll start to sound like silly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you need to just focus on like building your own brand and telling stories the way you want to tell them and stuff. And like, I know that he's only saying that shit because it's like Cody damage control. And I imagine Khan oh. put him out there to, to go, you know, yeah. full, 
full like real housewives confessional about the shit but uh <laughs> but uh, there is some truth to that yeah you guys should stop talking about a fucking revolution and just try to make a good goddamn show mm-hmm. could work out for you in the long run maybe yeah and then also before we get into the next quote this isn't the first time cody i mean uh kenny mentioned that like talking to triple h and then them just kind of just being cordial and kind of seeing eye to eye on his vision uh so like i i definitely I definitely feel like after he had that meeting with like Triple H or like uh, he was just like, oh, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I think huh. I do think I will say, yeah, I think there's a little bit of truth to him saying like, you know, Cody knows all those guys. And, like we only met them like mm-hmm. once or twice is true. It's like maybe you do have slight less beef with some people because like you're actually beefing with like an imaginary idea of them. You're beefing with like the uh the internet meme version of triple h that walks around the shovel you know like not him yeah. as a human being um <laughs> like you're mad at triple h but they met paul Levesque and was just like huh oh he's just a, a nice, guy. <laughs> nice guy yeah okay next quote <clears throat> uh talking about kind of the short the show format of aew um there was Kenny doing his thing, the Bucks was doing their thing, and then there was the Cody verse over there doing whatever it is that he does. First, I just want to say, remember where you heard Cody verse first, baby. You all know where remember, you heard it first. All you know you where know. you heard it first, baby. The uh, since episode, I would say goddamn 30. <laughs> you heard it here first. I swear um, it's it's like funny to me because we've all been saying since the show started that it feels like six shows at once and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird to me that he frames it as sort of like, oh yeah, it was a bunch of different things, but Cody's different thing was the problem. It's like, well, no, it being Mm -hmm. several different things is a problem. Like wrestling ideally should be kind of like a circus and like a variety act where there's different things for different people. Sure. But it should still feel like it's all the same show. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of never felt like that. And like, I don't know the idea that those four entities thought that they could start a show knowing ahead of time how different their opinions are about the business is like, it's what people used to complain about, about WCW and stuff in the booking committees. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. listen to shoot interviews or Kevin Nash talks about coming to work and it's him and 11 guys writing nitro. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, you don't need that many cooks in the, in the kitchen with this type of stuff. So, and I don't know. I think it's unfair to single out the Cody verse. So uh, yeah, I do think so as well. And then like, we're seeing, uh, you know, just to talk about the Kevin Nash quote. Uh, so it's him and 11 guys. And then AEW is just like, well, we have no creative team. But then they force all of their wrestlers on. Remember, guys, every single person on that roster, that very bloated roster, has to write their own creative and then pitch it to Tony Khan. Is that like, is that not like, it's is not of- having a writing team better? There are, I understand people's critiques of the WWE, like having writers system. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jim Cornette talks about like wrestling should have writers, should have bookers. And like, yeah, if you're running a promotion in, in one town and you guys travel, you should have a booker. If you're a publicly traded company with you know, this insane <laughs> amount of revenue, you can't just have a guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who, who makes all these decisions, even if it's Vince, he's still, he's still going to be more people. But I think that it's sad that they're, that they're so obsessed with going in the other direction that they're not finding like if it, like the, if the solution to WWE overscripts its promos would be to 
script them less heavily and work with talent on phrasing. And if there are guys who can talk, let them talk. If there's guys that aren't, work with them on it. The solution is not the other direction. The solution is not no writers, just vibes. Just go out there <laughs> and see what happens. You know, literally tonight, there was like five or, five or six different moments where I was like, this is what happens when no one is like really plotting this stuff. It's just, oh, all yeah. Oh, I, I still to this day, like, even when it started, I always felt like AEW was a very poorly produced show. And then, like, you know, first year on TV, I was just like, that's fine. You know, they have nerves and shit like that. Like, or, you know, they never really done something like this before. I'm seeing year one mistakes on today's show. And we're going to talk about that. Yes, we and are. I'm just like, it's insane. Like I went to it. I went to two AEW. Like I say what I have to say about AEW, but I went to two shows, hard earned money. I went to two shows. I had a good time at uh, the beach, uh, the beach break or beach bash, whatever bash at the beach. That's what it was mm-hmm. uh, in Miami. I thought that show was really great. And then I went to the most, uh, the most recent show. I didn't think that was th- that great venue, much smaller, felt very poor and uh, production was not great. Um, but nah, I just to circle back around, I do think it's right. like, nah, Cody, his thing was nah. It's like it's what just, we were doing, really good. Cody, I don't really know. Cause like they're not even mentioning the Jericho stuff. Which Jer- I think is which is really weird because I know it's not like, look, uh, I know Jericho's fallen off pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie about that. But for the first mm-hmm. year or two of Dynamite, he was one of the only guys who was able to like string together stuff in a semi-logical way. Yeah, I, I think both him and Cody definitely brought something important to the promotion, which was like understanding just basic level storytelling stuff and presentation, how to make people seem like bigger deals. They both just had the problem of primarily focusing on getting themselves over, you know, yeah. uh, but I, I mean, I still prefer that to not getting fucking anybody over just doing stuff <laughs> just doing stuff and referencing your youtube sketch show like nah that's not the vibe I, i'm not into it yeah definitely not and then also i it's really hard to say who they've gotten over for real for real because i thought when hangman page was getting cheered over the bucks who was like on top of the world literally just a week before they started doing that he becomes champion and he's like the same like I said it. Uh, I said it last week. Like I feel like Hangman Page is the champion that he would have been in in 2019 if he would have won that match against Jericho. Yeah, they literally was like, "Oh, we, we held off because it wasn't right. We needed to, we needed to lead with like a real star, which was I think made sense. Yeah, that smart. was the right call. But yeah, now they pulled the trigger on him, and it's just like y'all probably should have had him get like fucked really quickly or something. You know what I mean? Or like, you, you, <laughs> or, or or had it or go you know go to like a, a, a chase thing immediately. Um, don't have his first opponent be the best wrestler on your fucking roster and then you have him maybe don't do and that. then and then after him just have everybody that just matters significantly much less <laughs> i think I, I don't think anything is more sad to me than like they they main evented an episode of dynamite a couple weeks ago with him defending the title in a texas death match whatever against uh, archer mm-hmm. and actually actually for the most part i enjoyed the match i'm not gonna lie i, I like page i like archer but it was the main event of the show. They both were like bleeding like crazy. And it was like the lowest segment, one of the lowest segments on the show ratings wise. And they talked about it like, oh, and oh, and also the champion is here. We have this match. You know, it was like, it was like an afterthought. Yeah. And then the very mm-hmm. next week, Archer is wrestling on dark. He just challenged for the world heavyweight championship. And now he's wrestling some guy. I don't even fucking know on YouTube, you mm-hmm. know, 
that's that's indicative of a larger problem. That's just how it goes. And then <clears throat> the final quote, I don't uh, we're, we're just I don't think we're gonna have much to say about this quote, but it just laugh. But <laughs> though my relationship with Cody was great, he's not a guy that I would go get a diet Pepsi with on my time. So here's the thing. I don't even know if Kenny actually drinks Diet Pepsi, but I do know that Kenny insists on always speaking like a fictional person. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he insists in all aspects of life, shoot or work, talking like. This like is a, a fucking, Dubert quote. <laughs> he, he talks like in a fucking like he's a character in like a dating sim game or something. You know what I mean? Like he's just programmed by. I don't know what the fuck, but he I, and I used to be a really big Kenny Mark, but like. Every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, man, I would love for you to get it, have a gimmick where your fucking lips are sewn shut. That would be so <laughs> great for you. Like, oh, no, uh, I got hit in the face with a bat. Now I have to talk, not talk for the next year for an angle. Oh, great. Good fantastic. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I thought that quote was very funny and random because you didn't have to say you don't hang out with Cody <laughs> on your off time. Because Bro, we all... <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not really... <laughs> Yeah, not, not at all important. I, I, I have a great relationship with, like, you know, some of my coworkers, and I'll never see them on my day off. I still tell jokes with them. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, with all that said, let's just, uh, let's get into AEW Dynamite. All right. Overall, this AEW episode, how did you feel about it? I, uh, I went in. <laughs> I, I went in thinking, like, man, at least I'm going to get a Brian Danielson match. That's cool. That's really all I want. Mm-hmm. You, you put one of these on the card. I can overlook a lot of other things. Um, and and they put it on last. They made sure I fucking stuck around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still kind of underdelivered for me, and that made me really sad. I'm like, this is the one man I'm supposed to be able to count on. And it was still good. I'm like, it wasn't bad, but it was like, it felt more thrown together than the Moriarty match to me. It felt like, yes, like last think. minute. I imagine, I mean, I imagine it was last minute, but it also felt last minute. Uh, and it, it felt like it didn't get enough time relative to like some of the other matches on the card, mm-hmm. some of the segments on the card, just some of like the promos and stuff. Like, I, I know. I don't know if, I mean, I feel like Dynamite's been more promo heavy lately. 
And I don't know if it's just because of the MJF Punk feud. I mean, it, it basically is solely because of yeah. them. But I know people complain that WWE is too talky and they have too many like promo segments and stuff. But I, I, I feel like at the very least, WWE has gotten away from like the half an hour opening show promo with Triple H talking or whatever. And the promos move at kind of a better pace. And there's more, there's, there's more variety within them in terms of tone. When I watch Dynamite and I hear MJF's music or Punk's music, I know they're just going to talk forever. Mm-hmm. And they're not actually moving anywhere in the story. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we went through what? Like, a, more than a month, I feel like, of the build for the original match between the two of them. I don't remember how long it was, but it was several it was, episodes of Dynamite. Yes, it took, it, it took like at least like six months. I, I mean, feel like uh, it was six weeks. Six, it felt like six weeks, right? Like a six week build for a match. Half of those promos were just them digs digs at wwe fourth wall digs and stuff yeah yeah. right and and like being being meta or whatever uh so novel and now mjf one now emotion and here's the thing i'm not gonna lie i don't like mjf like at all but that promo i would have been fine with if i knew that it was actually part of like a larger plan to like do a double turn or something you know what i mean because like punk being a baby face has been incredibly boring and at some point, mm-hmm. they're going to have to pull the trigger on that. That guy does his best work as a heel. I, I, fucking returning folk hero CM Punk, I'm over it. I'd rather see him like do some fun shit. And as much as people say MJF's like the best modern heel in, uh, in wrestling or whatever, they love that fucking guy. They, they, they boo with erections. You know what I mean? Like They are so stoked to see him work <laughs> that, you know, maybe... Maybe you should just fucking turn him face. You know what I mean? Like, if people are really yeah. into him, you know what I mean? Like, that's actually what, if you have a heel that people like love to hate to that degree, eventually that turns into just genuine love. And that was an emotional promo and stuff. And like, uh, it could have, like, it, it, if I thought it was going somewhere, I would have been like, this is acceptable. If this is like an actual interesting wrinkle, it didn't feel like a last minute thing. But we all know mm. it's just going to turn into MJF being like, I was kidding, punk. Actually, I hate you and whatever <laughs> sports team is in this town, you know, and it'll be like, uh, holy shit. Oh, my God. Uh, he's so he's so, uh, so much. Heat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, we got the MJF uh, nerd ass promo out of the way. And I do agree. Like. They play along. Like, I think MJF is the only like talent on the show that they actively like play along with um they love like you said they do love him he comes out they will boo because that's they know that's what they're supposed to do they know it's their job yeah they're Um, helping him out doing a solid yeah basically but if they were to turn him face because they they did genuinely they were silent they were stunned they felt bad for the kid um but all I thought that was a very weird promo to put into week eight of this feud, especially after he just cheated to win the last match. Why? Why? Why wasn't this like week two or week one? Because like this definitely is a this is a week two promo. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if they had led with this or something, if this is like where they're not not like not day one or whatever, but if earlier in the program they introduced mm-hmm. this emotional element before they ever touched before the match i think the match would have had a lot more like actual you know uh connection story and not just like whatever that was um doing it now i'm like and you know yeah it'll definitely i think maybe make the dog collar match more 
you know, they both want it to be like some, you know, emotional fucking bloody heartfelt shit or whatever. But what is the purpose of that? If it just, it can go one in two ways. What punk gets his win back. And then that means MJF can't beat punk without cheating. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how, what punk benefits from that at this point. He's not doing shit what on the show. <laughs> yeah. He's just, and that, he's just and hanging then, around. Yeah, and then, if and then MJF, MJF doesn't. If MJF wins, but he doesn't like turn face. Uh, and he wins in some more dastardly way or something like I don't I don't know I, I I strongly feel like MJF needs to beat Punk and like soundly beat him because if yeah. you're not going to have MJF like beat Punk like for real who else are you going to have him put over you know what I mean because like, like, who are you protecting M- him for what what what, what storyline yeah especially going? especially if he's never going to get a title shot so um it's been damn near two years. And I feel like, you know, once he gets it, they're going to pull the trigger on it. But like, he is the only, he is the only motherfucker that has like, you know, championship aspirations. So I'm just like, what the fuck you guys are doing here? But this promo good could have been cut. Like I feel about this, about every punk and MJF segment. It definitely could have been cut down. Like it could have been shorter. Well, uh, I'm not going to repeat what he was uh, called, but like, I could yeah, have did with knowing that you know he I was a nerd. People, I wonder how many people <laughs> had to stop and Google like, is MJF Jewish? Can he say that? Uh, is yeah. he good? Like, see, you know, you know what I mean? Because like, I, 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 his his promos are just so corny and edgy that I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't have been shocked if he like was not shoot Jewish. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if that was just like a, I don't. Know. I want to play that. Pro- I want to play that promo for Eric and see how he feels about it. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that actually. Um. Uh, but no, nah, I, I thought that was uh, he kept repeating it too. It made me uncomfortable because I was just like, "This is wild." But and again, um, it's like that's something you do if you're trying to make the crowd uncomfortable. But like, why is that your goal in this promo? Yeah, why are you I, trying I, to make I, them unsettled? To, to what end? I I don't get it. Like it's so weird. But we're gonna move on. Um, the tag team battle royale that starts the show. I started the stream. I started the stream. I saw that there were more than eight people in the ring all at once. And I said, yep, this is a shitty multi-man match. And then I walked away from my screen. This is, this is nothing of substance that goes on in this match. I don't think there's any really cool spots. Um, mm. What is it? Uh, Orange Cassidy helps Trent not get eliminated. And then he gets eliminated in a very stupid way, uh, fighting Santana and Ortiz over you know, reigniting the fire from a match that took place damn near a match. year ago. I don't remember that match at all. Damn near I don't, a like, year When ago. they were doing that, I was like, what are they talking about? And uh, to be fair, I don't watch every week and stuff, so like, I'm not mm-hmm. as diehard, but like, I was like, I don't even remember people talking about that match. Because even, even when I don't watch stuff, people talk about it, and I'm aware of it being like a thing people liked. But I was like, the fuck? The, I don't remember that. Cause it, cause somebody didn't debut during the segment. That's why. Well, no, but it's it's okay. It's it's the, but it's the <laughs> flip side of the debut, right? It's the long form storytelling that's just yes. referencing something that happened a year ago that we have not done any other any other expanding upon. Like, yeah, it's there, just, it's, you, it's the family not guy. Oh, it's the ahead. family guy cutaway gag of storytelling. It's just remember that match, and then it cuts away to like Excalibur oh, yelling, it, you know, and then here's the match again, <laughs> like long form storytelling. Like, okay, yeah. But um, the final four is John Silver. I mean, the final three is John Silver, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Matt Jackson. I don't know why the bad back buck 
is the 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 final one. I think that's very stupid. But um, John Silver uh, gets a gets a little run or whatever. I don't even know what to call it. A comeback spot. Uh, they do stuff like that a lot with him, and I don't know the the, the point is if he's never gonna like win anything. Yeah, but alas, like it's just whatever. And then uh, Nick Jackson and John Silver are fighting by the ropes, and Kyle O'Reilly just goes, yeah, let's get it, and then eliminates both of them. And I thought that was okay. I thought that was fine. Red Dragon is going to be in this uh, triple threat match against whatever the fucking team. Uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Express is that yeah, the name of it. Yeah, them. I, yeah Jurassic Express. I just um, want to say <laughs> the number one thing that stuck out to me during this entire – Battle Royale into the into the post match segment and all the story stuff. Mm-hmm. Every time they cut to Jurassic Express watching, and it was just them sitting at the ramp, and then Christian pointing stuff out to them and talking. I was like, man, I know we a lot of people made fun of Christian for not you know for leaving and coming to AW and stuff, but mm-hmm. he's getting paid, I imagine, pretty good money, and he is actually bumping less on a monthly basis than he would have been if he had stayed in WWE and once a month would get beat up backstage to fuel an edge promo. So like if he had stayed in WWE and he was just going to be in the background getting beat up by people to make whatever edge feuds look cooler, he would actually have to work harder for his money than he does just walking around with jungle boy. So like have to respect. Uh, Here's my rebuttal to that. This motherfucker said he was going to come into AEW and outwork everybody. That's okay. But here's the thing. That's what being a good worker is. Getting as no, much money no. as you Fuck can. Fuck out of here. Doing no, as little as you can. No, suck a No. That man, this motherfucker say he was going to come through and out-wrestle, you know, out-work everybody. Out-work. That means he's going to do more work than me. I think he's... And he's I, doing... I see the vision, Christian. <laughs> it's You just you hang out. You give some fictional pointers to these guys. I, you you shoulder pad the dinosaur. I see the vision as well, but you are lying. <laughs> I didn't say that I was going to go out there and give it my all and then not. So that's that. And then uh, let's just talk about the post-match really, really fast. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, Paige just walks on, walks on now, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I guess, and then just starts beating the shit out of Red Dragon. And, uh, and the Bucks are just like, I don't know if I'm going to help you all. Um, and then Adam Cole shows up at some point and then few, uh, segment over. Yeah, well, Paige cut a little mini promo in rhyme form or whatever. Oh, yeah. And again, I just... The poetry. I'm not, I'm not feeling this at all. And, I, you know, I, I still, you know, I have not really enjoyed anything Cole's done since coming over here, but I'm still open to Cole having a good match. Like, I'm not having, like, fully written him off. And I like Paige, mm-hmm. actually, quite a bit. I don't give a fuck about this match. And it's for their world oh. title. I don't, I don't feel anything. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going to get We're going to get to a match that I'm infinitely more excited for and i don't even think it's gonna be good <laughs> but uh i'm way more excited for something else uh that happens later on in the show but another promo we get chris jericho versus eddie kingston oh, and i think the worst promo segment on the show i thought uh yeah. mjf segment was much better um hangman page doing poetry was much better um I don't know what the fuck this was supposed to be. I, I felt like Jericho just steamrolled him the whole time. Oh, yeah, he smoked him. And 
Eddie Kingston, I, I, his in-ring has never really impressed me that much, but I feel like his his boon has always been the fact that he, like, people say he's a good promo. And he has cut very good promos in specific situations in the past. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not, I definitely, like, uh, some of the stuff he did in Shikara was really powerful, but it's like, he just stood there while a dude just, like, said rough shit to him for, like, 10 minutes straight. Yeah. Okay, so I, I would say... Nothing. <laughs> at the... At the tail end of this segment, I felt like, you know, Eddie Kingston was, like, getting into his bag. And then Jericho just stomped him out in rebuttal. But Eddie Kingston saying that, oh, no, nah, I want to fight. I'm here to fight. And this dude just said, your uncle and your daddy's a failure. He said, your uncle's a failure. Your father's a failure. And he just looked like, why I oughta? Like, <laughs> like bro, you I'm a thug. Like, and it was it wasn't even like they didn't even take okay first of all they had all those security guards in the ring they didn't even take the route of making those guys separate them and, you know what i mean it was just like mm, i want it i want it so bad but it's like yeah. do you want it so bad no he, just looked, like, he, then, looked, like, he looked like a loser is this the whole thing he yeah. looked like a loser jericho and, demolished him and it wasn't i mean you know how i, I maybe jericho thinks that he was so mean in the promo that's going to make people want to see eddie overcome him and prove himself but it doesn't i didn't feel that at all i didn't i didn't hate jericho for the things he was saying i was like oh this stuff all kind of checks out like that's not a good i don't think it's a good thing to do in a promo you don't want to say a bunch of stuff that makes the people go maybe that guy is a fucking loser why am i watching this guy you convinced me a little too well but i was always convinced that he was a loser (laughs) um and then also I think it is, this is very funny because this stem, this feud stems from uh, Eddie Kingston going, oh, Jericho's holding y'all back. He's not giving you guys the rub like he says he uh, was. And then he turns around and then tries to get the Jericho rub. Yeah, first of all, these fucking promos, people talk about rubs and should always piss me off to begin with. Yes, but, please stop using insider term, like but, super duper marked terms. But... The fact that that entire thing popped off from like Santana Ortiz breaking away from from the the inner circle, and now they've broken away and have done fuck all. And well, well, and, well I, I would say this: they just broke. They just broke off. But yeah, I, I know. They yeah, don't but, even. They don't even get far in that tag team battle royale. That's what I mean. It's not even like, hey, let's let's show that they're like. The fact that John Silver got more burned in this fucking battle royale than they did, you know what I mean? Like, like how, who do you who do you, you know? You you know you're not going to fucking push the Dark Order as a tag team anytime soon. You, if you have some plans to push Santana Ortiz now that they've broken away again, that would have been a good time to yeah. What do I know? What, what do I know? Uh, <laughs> you have to be on coke and then have the sheet of paper with you. Yeah, man. Um, but not nah, the segment very weird and bizarre. I don't believe in Eddie Kingston at all. Yeah, I, do. I, I also feel like Jericho is just really feeling himself. I don't know what's going on with his oh. stomach, but like, I don't know if he's been on the flat tummy tea or like he's just been. He's slipping down. He's got that. <laughs> I don't know, man. He was literally doing the like how Jay White comes out. I mean, he's not cut like Jay White, but he was very clearly mm-hmm. doing like the, the Jay White sucking in thing. his gut. But shit, I could fucking do that. I was like, oh, um, bro. I, I I thought it was very funny. Uh, Jericho was really just starting his shit. Like he was like, 
you might have like because I feel like Eddie Kingston does actually feel some of the things that he like says about Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho is like motherfucker I'm really about this shit I may be fat now but I'm really about this shit and I mean Eddie Kingston doesn't look much better either <laughs> yeah that's the um, thing that's funny about it is like Kingston uh cuts interviews and stuff all the time where they're like he says weird things about the wrestlers he has like issues with or whatever and everyone's like, oh yeah he's mm-hmm. just working and i'm like i don't think he is i think he just really knows those things yeah it I, always I feels think, weird yeah i i would well whenever he does that he just comes off as a big ass hater because yeah that's it that's what when, I'm saying. he always just sounds like mad yeah when you know a lot of aew wrestlers is just like oh you know thanks cody you know people that like cody actually like put on it was like oh good looks you know shout out to like jungle boy did it, and it like Oh, uh, you know, Cody made him beat his ass, but he made him look. He didn't make him look good, but you know, he gave him the main event. Yeah. Um, and then Eddie Gaines was just like, "Y'all could have just text him. Like, you're corny, bro. You're corny. It's really bad. Like, you know, I say happy birthday to the homie on the TL, and he's like, "You could have text him that shit. Like, shut up. You got a real friend. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was like." There. Like he's to me, he comes off as really bitter, and I don't know if Jericho is gonna humble him in some shape or form, but he definitely humbled him in his promo, regardless if he felt it or not. Um, but moving on, we're gonna get to Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson, and I'll say Lee Moriarty definitely had the better match so far. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a much better match. I thought this was pretty good too. I mean, I don't um. I've seen Lee Moriarty stuff before that made me kind of think this kid had something. I haven't mm-hmm. really seen any Daniel Garcia matches where I was excited about that guy. Um, I am just happy to see, like, look, here's the thing. They put Brian Danielson on the little fucking IG flyer with anyone. I'm going to fucking watch it. I don't care who it is. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been a mark for this guy since I was like 17. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter who's wrestling. I'm going to be excited. I'm, I'm, I'm behind Excalibur going, this is a dream match. Brian Danielson. Oh, no, fuck off. No, that is just me. I'm excited to see that guy work, period. No, Um, that motherfucker called that shit a dream match. And I say, who's dreaming about this? Shut up, motherfucker. You're a liar. I just be dreaming about about seeing Dragon kick people in the head, man. I'm a very simple person. But that's my issue with these matches he's been doing is like he's really. Dragon is doing what I wish Punk had come in doing, which is like he is leveraging the fact that he spent the last several years in WWE. He's leveraging things that he knows actually set the AW fan base off. Not MJF being like, I hate your local sports team, but li- re- Danielson really yeah. being like, yeah, some of these motherfuckers are goofballs. Some of y'all aren't serious. He's actually really attacking real yeah. things that unsettled the crowd. Uh, it's kind of like what Dan Lambert does, but like not as like goofy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm into it. But if, you're, if your whole thing is going to keep being talking about violence and brutality and all this stuff, and then these matches... You're not Game really, you're not really yeah. fucking this. Like, I want to see how like him and Roddy used to be on the Indies back in the day, where they were just oh. like assaulting people. They were hurting will, people. <laughs> I will agree. Uh, I will agree with you there. Roger Strong was demolishing people, and that's why he's my favorite wrestler. Um, but <laughs> Daniel Garcia going, motherfucker! I was molded by the violence. I was raised on it. And all you're doing like is the Irish. And, and 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 yeah. Also, are you? And your definition of violence is a dragon screw leg whip i mean you know like what fuck out of here yeah it, <laughs> hammer like, this motherfucker's head he is what? He to do crazy strikes and stuff it's like i don't know it, it'd be like zach saber jr talking about like i'm violent like yeah you twist people up but you're not like punching oh, them well, and kicking them you know 
Yeah, but well, he he could kick like a motherfucker, but punch. Yeah, up. but I mean, still though, he but he doesn't talk like that. He talks yeah. about his like technique and skill. Garcia's like, yeah. I'm a fighter. I'm like, you you have a towel around your neck. You definitely carry a towel around your neck. I know that he's a fighter. <laughs> I know that much. Um, like, but Daniel Garcia is supposed to be one of our technical folks on uh, AEW. He's very submission heavy. For him to talk about violence and then like literally do no like deadly submissions. What the fuck are we doing here? Just, um, I needed I needed like eight more minutes and I needed like forty four more stops. I literally oh, rewatched I, the I rewatched the Brian Danielson Nigel McGuinness uh, ROH Pure Title Unification oh, match the other week. That is not going to compare. Okay, I, you, no, you, I you're holding have, us to a very high standard. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. <laughs> I hadn't seen it in years, so I was like, oh, watching it, it'll be it won't be as tight. It's still it's still just as tight. So seeing this, yeah. I was like, ah, fuck, because all these all the people who've been hyping up. <laughs> Oh, he's going to be so different, AEW. Like you guys have never seen the real Brian Danielson. I'm like, well, technically, this isn't him either. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. like that he gets to be more of a bully, and I like that he gets to be, he gets to portray a role that he wouldn't play in WWE. Like they would not book yeah. him to be like a, a a boss bully guy for very long. So it's fun, but we need. He he's talking about I need more violence, bro. I need more violence. You need to <laughs> kick more fuckers in the well, head, please. Was there any European upper guy? I ain't seen none of them shits in them, man. Like, I, I need them stiff Jones, right? Cattle mutilation <laughs> is not enough. I need you to, well, don't be doing no headbutts and stuff, please. You're, you're a fan of <laughs> man now. But if you want to kick somebody in the skull a lot more, just like the stomps, I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't quite as violent as I wanted, but it was still, mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. I'm happy seeing him on TV anytime. Uh, it was passable, but I don't think it was better than the Lee Moriarty match of last week. Know. And then we're going to talk about the matches post segment. Uh, 2.0, who cares? Uh, they came out and then started beating up Danielson, and then John Moxley comes out, um, beats up 2.0 on his own. What the fuck? I know it's John Moxley, but like he beat up two guys on his own. Like, never mm-hmm. put these guys on my TV ever again. Now they're gonna um, keep doing it though, just for that. They're just gonna come out and have them do that. Like, they actually get booked the way like uh, Joey Mercury and Jamie Noble did when they were like the stooges for seth and they're like (laughs) they're like retired guys in suits these guys are like actually real active participants the mox the mox brian standoff at the end i i'm into it i really want to see this match now now i have no faith that this match will be like that amazing oh no almost almost certainly not but but i am way more excited for this than the title match it's it's 100% the main match I'm looking forward to uh, at Revolution because yeah, the one thing I was whining about just now is like you can tell that Daniels is not really trying to fuck these kids up like that. Uh-huh. But we all know Moxley lives for being assaulted. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I know this. I know that there's not going to be holding back and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's going to uh, it will be the violence that we were aiming for in this match. Like I'm talking, like I want to see like Samoa Joe Necro Butcher levels of like. Oh come on! Just, just like, why man. not? Why not? Like, stop, that stop shit's talk, not gonna. Then don't talk about it unless you're gonna be about it. Don't come hey, on, man. Talking about violence. I, I am all for it. I do like Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher as well, but I don't know. No, it's not gonna be like that. But I'm, I'm excited for it. And I also think that since coming back, uh, Mox's promos have been a little bit better. Um, he doesn't look as divorced you know i'm really happy for that guy you know what i'm saying like for for real i mean like getting sober is not easy and shit so like i'm really happy for him but also it'll be nice to be like 
this is the first time I've, ex- I've been excited for a match involving him since like he was in Ever. the shield probably maybe it's been a very long time since i've been stoked for a monster match so uh, i would say AJ there's Styles, a couple of cena moxley but that was solid there's a couple of matches that he had in new japan that were fun but for the most part it's been like here comes this motherfucker in jeggings he's gonna set up nine tables now you know yeah uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I think we will be doing uh, Revolution predictions in like two weeks, so look forward to that. Uh, our quick hits, we're going to snap through these really fast. Uh, we got the House of Black coming out, doing their thing. Pac comes out, and then we get Penta Escudo. Why? They can't legally say Pentagon Dark, right? Is that a thing? Is it like a... Probably. I, I don't know if Lucha Underground um, owns that, but yeah. I think this is a very weird thing to do at the random Bridgeport show. Why wouldn't you save this for the fucking singles match? And then he comes out because, you know, he has to dig deep at the pay-per-view when it matters the most. Not on a random ass dynamite. But what fucking ever. I thought the match was very lame. Uh, Brody King is terrible. Who is this fucking guy? I'm like all right with Brody. Brody was something that's bothering me. It's I don't like Black in this role. I don't think it really suits his skill set. No, it and, doesn't suit um, his character. It doesn't. I mean, and this this character is like just nothing. It's just like the True Detective opening, I guess, is, is his character now. And um, of course, we had. Of course, we we can't go more than a week or two without a fucking portal opening. Mm-hmm. We had to have another day. Uh, ratings are low. Hit the button. The- we get Buddy Matthews debuting. Uh, you know, they pulled a swerve, which they got me. They got me. They pulled a swerve. But I'll say this. Buddy Matthews standing next to Malachi Black and Brody King, he makes those guys look like shit. Yeah. He I mean, makes he's in, he's, at, he's in he great shape. Look terrible. I know he... Like, I know he doesn't have much of, like, a character or, like, talking ability, but he's he always has, I think, pretty good matches. Mm-hmm. My thing is just, like, why are you in this? Why is this? A st- you guys don't need more stables, thing one. And thing two, like... Come on, man. We got to get that six-man tag going. I guess, well, who's going to be the sixth man? Phoenix is not going to be healthy soon, is, oh. is he? His shit's, like, super fucked know. up. I don't know. But that's what, that's what that's that's why every member, every stable has more than three members. Yeah, just so the they can six Yeah, I mean, it's like mm, I just realized I was like, well, who's going to be the 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 pack and and Penna's partner for the six man against these guys? And I couldn't think of anybody. Then I realized it's probably just another fucking portal. Like that's probably oh. just going to be another. You know what I mean? I don't know who it'll be, but I'm just saying like that's. Yeah, it's sad when like uh, every every booking thing just leads to like a debut. Yeah, forever. They they don't build to like you know there's no building there's just only more stacking. Um, Ricky Starks and Ten have a match. There is literally nothing to say. I this match was pretty much a waste of time. This match could have been on Rampage or literally next week, so I didn't have to eat time away from Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. Um, moving on, we get Jay Cargill versus the Bunny. Um, Most of this match took place in picture in picture. Yes, and I feel like when we came back from pitcher in pitcher, the bunny got way too much offense. Quite way a bit, yeah. too much offense. You know, I was thinking about the fact that like 
one of Jade's early matches I think I first saw was a current Red Velvet, and like she just squashed mm-hmm. her. And the next time they wrestled was in that tournament, and it was like a much longer match. And it was like, mm-hmm. why? Like you already established that you're like more dominant than this like tiny little woman. But I realized mm-hmm. that like if Jade was in a different kind of promotion, there would be a real hierarchy of women for her to move through. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like, or, or like even thinking like any any major like undefeated streak, like like Goldberg's, for instance. He wrestled a bunch of like jobbers for a while and then he worked up through slightly more named people. But mm-hmm. other than Britt Baker, every woman on the roster is treated as like equally nobody. So there's mm-hmm. no actual progression for Jade. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like watching no, her absolutely. fight the bunny, I was like, why the fuck is the bunny like a threat? You know, what, what, why is why is that happening? And now we're going to have to believe that Tay Conti is, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, what fucking ever. And then also something that I caught that was very, very funny was uh, Jade being like, who's next? Tay Conti comes out and she was just like, yeah, I'm going to beat your ass. And then as play it back, I sort like they might cut it out. Please play it back if you DVR'd it. Take as Tay Conti is running to the ring, Jade is just like, yeah, you and me at Reva. And then Tay Conti is like already face to face with Jade, completely like cutting her off. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was like Tay fucking up the timing of like the mm-hmm. like what was probably supposed to be a real promo, you know, to like set yeah. up a match, or if like you thought it was jade going into business for herself to try to get on the pay-per-view which is yeah really sad if she has to do that yeah because when excalibur literally like after this segment where he just starts listing everything that's happening in the worst possible order um every a lot of you know a lot of things gets announced for dynamite i mean uh for uh revolution and they ain't got no graphic for Tay Conzi versus uh, Jay Cargill. <laughs> Please play that back. But uh, that is it for AEW. We're going to go into NXT 2.0. You guys want to do 2 on one huh? How about next week? It's us two versus you two. You know what? Hey, how about this? Find your balls and we'll fight right now. All right, NXT 2.0. We got a lot of stuff established. Like they're already working towards stand and deliver at Mania. And man. I can't, I can't, I can't fucking wait. That's just going to be crazy. Um, so first thing first, we have LA Knight versus Grayson Waller. I thought this match was really, really good, but the finish is very disappointing, but I feel like we're just going to get the blow off match, like at some other point in time. So I'm not really too mad at it. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I, 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 I think Grace has got a lot of upside. I just wish mm-hmm. he'd get like different gear. I don't know what the fuck he's wearing, and it's so distracting. To me. I know <laughs> the, it's a really uh, silly thing to do. Shorts. Every time I see him, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? But otherwise, not. He's he's fun, and LA Knight's really grown on me. I was not into oh, Eli man. Drake before ever. If but you he's, he's if really if you want to talk if you want to talk to somebody that did not like really vote with LA Knight at first, I said this motherfucker old, and I ain't really rocking with it. After but that Cameron Grimes, after the Cameron Grimes feud, 
This motherfucker is Stone Cold Steve Austin of the PC, bro. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's over, and like he, I think he really benefited from the 2.0 transition, and mm-hmm. uh, he's like, he's just fun. I don't know, like he. Every time he does the yeah thing, I'm at home, you know, doing it. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I'm a grown man going along with this man's show. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm into it. You know what I mean? I, did, I never on a crazy rant and then, yeah, <laughs> that shit's hard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they seem to be more hitting uh, at, like, I think they're going to do a last man standing because that's, yeah, he that's, said that's, that I'm the last man standing of this whole thing. And then, like, he has a promo later on the show. He was just like, well, who's still up? Yeah. And then what? <laughs> so uh, I guess we could be looking forward to that uh, eminently. I'm not sure if Standing Deliver is going to be two nights. I think that'd be fucking insane. But um, I mean, if WrestleMania is going to be two nights, and then I guess you can. Maybe. That is like 16 hours of fucking wrestling in a weekend. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. It's just like every I, year, every year. It's I, like so much. I asked. Yeah, I asked Justin, like, hey, man, you think you want to go to Stand and Deliver? And he was just like, I don't know. That's just going to take up all of our fucking day. Because it's going to start around, like, 3. The show ends. And then we basically have to, like, run to the arena for me. Yeah, because it's not close, right? Like, it's, like, no. it's like further into, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah. But uh, moving on, um, we get Trick and Mellow. They come out, talk their shit about beating the shit out of Cameron Grimes. And then Pete Dunn comes up and sets the challenge for next week. Um, Pete Dunn says Carmelo never beat him, but I remember that triple threat, man. You're not fooling me. Uh, So, excuse me. I think him getting the singles match is going to be fine. I don't know who wins, but I'm cool with either one of these guys winning. Oh, it's totally going to be Melo, I think. I mean, I I, I don't know how much longer they can really keep Dunn around. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I not not in a bad way or anything. I just mean like, I don't know how much more you can really. T- it's it's yeah, time, you know. But uh, him him and Cameron Grimes are like two people. Like hit, Grimes, Dunn, L.A. Knight, uh, Tommaso Ciampa are like dudes that I'm just like. Two or all of y'all need to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I can see the thing is I can see L.A. Knight sticking around slightly longer just because he yeah. is a good veteran to work with these guys. Uh, I feel like Grimes got to go because he actually really has gotten better. I mean, he's he's always been a pretty good wrestler, but I mean, his oh. um his character, his his everything, his confidence is through the roof. Like he can mm-hmm. be on on TV, he can be on on like you know on the on the main roster. Um, yeah. done great in ring, almost non-existent character work and stuff. But Grimes, it's definitely time for Grimes to go on to, on the TV. I, I I don't even care what he did, just him being on the main roster. I think he'd really connect with people. Mm-hmm. That, to the, that to the moon shit is like. I'm so goaded. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that shit is great. Um, so uh, Trick Williams and Cameron Grimes have a match here, and I would say Trick Williams is getting better. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's good. Noticeably, yeah. Uh, that's really good as well. Um, I shit, I forgot who won this match. I should have put it in the docket. Uh, oh, Grimes won. Okay, I, I felt that was fine. I felt that was the case, but I didn't just want to say it and be like, I don't know, that ain't happen. Um. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with Grimes next, man. I don't know if he's going to be a challenger for, well, I think they already got stuff set in stone for Braun Breaker and them. So Yeah, I really feel like he's probably going to have like one more something and then go up, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we got Nikita Lyon debuting. How did, how did you feel about this debut? 
was a pretty good. I thought it was honestly a pretty good debut. I mean, uh, I thought it was uh, a slight improvement over her two hundred five live debut. Yes. Uh, yes. I feel like they. I felt like her gear in that match was a little too cumbersome. Like it looked like just too much shit to be wearing. Uh, it's like it's like skydiving gear, but she kept just, the straps I, I, in the backpack yeah, with it. I don't know how to. I don't know exactly what it was. I just know that it was like too much. You know what I'm saying? I just I, just, I knew that. I don't know a lot about fashion or, or utility. But I know <laughs> just looking at something like that don't look comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I thought she seemed she seems very confident. Um, she I think like she, her the fact that she's as like big as she is and, and is mobile and is mobile a little slow but like mobile and like you know she has like the martial arts thing going and stuff. I mean like mm-hmm. I feel like. She- even if she gets only like 25% better, she'll do really well. Do you know what I mean? Like she doesn't mm-hmm. ever, I don't think she ever has to get great. I think just like her look is going to be able to enough to carry her for being honest. I mean, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what a promos from her are going to sound like. I don't know if I have to listen to more of her music or whatever, but like <laughs> if she just, just keeps kicking people and doing the splits on them. I think that's going to get over well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to get over really well. I was talking to Justin, uh, last night about like the match or whatever and then he was just like kind of the same thing not knowing what her character or promos are going to be like and uh he he felt as if she she should be a heel and i said we can seriously worry about that shit later <laughs> yeah it's, we can honestly let's worry about that shit later i don't i, I feel when i watch 2.0 i feel less less critical about a lot of stuff because yeah. like half of the people that have debuted have worked there for less than a year you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, when someone doesn't have this or that, I'm like, we're talking about Pete Dunne, who's, like, I would consider to be, like, one of the best wrestlers, like, in the world right now. And mm-hmm. he don't have a fucking character, really, beyond on the Bruiserweight. And he doesn't really cut promos. Yeah, he's he been wrestling for the, how I'm, long? He's worked there the for baddest, how long? Uh-huh. I'm yeah, the baddest so man. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and they just came up with that. Yeah, so obviously, like, some of these people that just get in the door, they get their third match, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it's it's okay. I'm, I'm, I can be patient yeah. about this type of thing. Um. I, I definitely agree as well. Um, I'm definitely like, I was, I'm always open to being impressed, but I can know when the dude ain't really hitting, uh, hitting for it, you know? Um, but yeah, whenever I see people on NXT 2.0 and it's literally their debut or like their third match, I go, I, let's come back in like four months. Yeah. It's going to take time. But, like it yeah. straight up, you know? Um, and a lot of people are really getting better, like insanely better. Yeah. Like noticeably like, better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only I would say the only people who has not grown would be even though he's been there forever, Boa. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I think. What is it, Hickam and uh, Hickam and Jiro? I don't think he's grown much. I think the, the people like him more. But, uh, the, the jacket, jacket guy, thing. Yeah, the jacket guy. Yes. <laughs> I don't. Uh, what is it's it? Adorable, I guess. But yeah, I feel like Tony D'Angelo peaked right after War Games. Yeah, I was I was really into the character at first because like I, I really miss characters like that, but mm-hmm. he just doesn't have it in ring, and I don't know that he's gonna get it either. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like he was featured yeah. really prominently in a lot of big matches, and and we didn't see noticeable improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that kind of makes me think that maybe he just isn't gonna ever get there. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, some, of these, some of these people are gonna wash out. That's normal. It's like mm-hmm. you know wrestling high school <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, but um, Nikita Lion, I am confident in her ability. She she can move like not as fast, but like when she did that little spinning roundhouse kick, shit, I was just like, oh damn, because 
she's a big woman so it's just like what what other big woman is doing stuff like that yeah as long as she can like i don't know man survive the discourse <laughs> i i was at work uh, when 2.0 uh, aired I, I had to rewatch it today and then i was like going back through my twitter feed and i was like oh man I, I, they were acting like yeah. um somebody she, got shot or something she has to be the possibly racist allegations oh and, yeah i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's or, or like possibly problematic allegations but like, she's not gonna beat the you know i saw i saw someone talking about how like she oh like when naomi when naomi does the splits it's this but she does it and it's cool and i was like oh the, the, if you, why are you why are you guys making up an imaginary person who likes nikita Lyons and hates naomi who is yes, that it, it is who is a, that it person is, pure fiction maybe they exist but i don't follow people like that so when people yeah, tell me you, they see things like that i'm always like how do you no, see that you're lying who were you friends you're, with yeah exactly when i see really um, bad opinions i hit that unfollow button when i see someone <laughs> retweet really bad opinions i hit that unfollow button i don't need to see this shit i'm good so yeah, i don't definitely yeah, stop, stop making up villains um also uh it's black history month so i feel like uh once those jokes blow over i that's think you'll be in the clear that's true. Um, and then also, I just want to throw this in really, really fast. Uh, so, and then we can move on to our, our main event. But um, Nia Jax, I feel like she's possibly going to go down as the worst big woman in the game. I think that's fair. I, 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 she's, she was just really not very good. She just never really got better. Um, she injured tons of people. She, she seems like an asshole in real life. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't think of an upside to Nia, really. Like, she's yeah, gone. Dude. No one misses her. You there's, got there's truly no upside, and the roster is kind of better for it. Um, and then you know we don't have to see her doo doo face as she like walks down the ramp, uh, looking like she never wants to be there. But no more battle royale standoffs with uh, Tamina. Oh, that, oh my a, God! Yeah, Nikon. I think I think I think you all right with me, man. <laughs> Uh, fuck David, uh, get that unvaccinated motherfucker out of here. Um, main event time we have Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Ciampa. I am always a fan of Dolph Ziggler, not the biggest fan when he's in certain roles like main event title pictures or title pictures in general, but he is a good fucking worker and I think he got fucking diamonds out of uh, Tommaso Ciampa here. I think him and Ciampa had a really good chemistry, uh, that level of it- competition. Definitely yeah, and you know, something else I was thinking about too. They're like contemporaries, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the other times where it's like, okay, like you have, you brought AJ down. It was AJ and uh, Grayson, who's like well, a young guy, and AJ's mm-hmm. a uh, you know legend. But Ziggler and Champa, I think, were wrestling about the same time. Like Champa's first ever like WWE dark match, he was like tagging with Kofi before Kofi got signed. So like he's mm-hmm. he's old. He's been around. So it's kind of cool seeing like. Ziggler, this guy who's been to the top and now he's kind of floating to the bottom versus this guy who never got there trying to it, the optics of it, the the airing chemistry, the intensity, the pace it had a lot of good shit going for it, honestly. Like uh mm-hmm. probably the most I was enjoying a Chompa match in a while. I'm not a, I'm not a big Chompa guy, but like uh I thought it was good. Uh, I think once he finally got away from Gargano and Gargano as well, like as soon as they got away from each other, oops, um they started like doing really, really fucking well. Like as soon as their little blood feud or, you know, the thing that Twitter hates, uh, (laughs) I felt like they started doing really, really well. And like 
I started gravitating more towards Champa because he was not he was not known to be the stamina guy. He was yeah. much he was much of a harder hitter. And then he had that uh he had that feud with Thatcher, and I thought that was fucking sick. Um but I I do like Champa. I think Champa's great. Um I'm glad, this I'm match glad, is, I'm glad okay. he seems to be I'm glad he seems to be maybe going up, you know, like a little mm-hmm. Oh it seems, man, it seems, it seems feasible uh, now, you know, in a way it didn't before. They post they posted a little clip of uh you know after the cameras went off promo and that motherfucker was talking his ass off. I was just like, dog, you can't cut like stop cutting promos like this if you're not leaving. Like stop it. <laughs> um, but that it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. I think NXT is having like. Still into February, just really killer main events outside of Santos and Ron Breaker. I think that's the match that kind of broke the streak. Um, Actually, I enjoyed that, but you're right; it was it was a little bit off. Um, I think a lot of that just feels. Some of it just feels like Santos is just booking and positioning. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, 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 it's def- that was definitely the case. Um, next week, we're gonna be getting the Dirty Dogs versus. Uh, Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. So I think that's going to be fucking sick. Um, yeah, we will look forward to that. Uh, it seems like it's going to be Braun Breaker versus Ziggler at Stand and Deliver. And I think that's going to be very interesting because um, that means Ziggler will be, have to be around for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And then quick stuff, the Women Dusty Cup. Um Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai, they're going to be a team. Dakota didn't know. And then Wendy was just like, I choose you. And your friend said it was okay. And then, you know, Dakota Kai is looking up to the sky and be like, God, for real? Um, so they're going to do the thing. I'm not a big fan of the imaginary friend thing. Not but... at all. I'm Dakota got to go upstairs or something, man. This yeah, is... she has to go up. But if she's going to do the imaginary friend thing and be a face with Wendy Chu, I think that's fine. Because yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's way, it fits, it I think fits it's better than, doing. yeah, I think it fits. If she is going to be, you know, our truth with little, with little Jimmy, I think that's cool. Her talking to her demons, I don't think that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, that, that, yeah, that's true. Um, so we get Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray. They defeat Last Legend and Amari Miller. And I would say, boy, Last Legend looks a lot better than her debut against Amari right? Miller. Already, Insane. like literally. Yeah. already and then all of those publications that was trying to make it seem like last legend was the worst thing since goddamn shit 9-11 or something it was fucking insane how people were really you know just trying to shit on her for having a bad match when it was literally her first match it's literally her first match she has, she has a great look she's got attitude mm-hmm. and stuff like she'll oh that she'll up, you know she's ba- she was basically wearing eo shirai shit when she first turned here like, <laughs> i was just like Woo. <laughs> well you know, it's pretty good too it's like they got like i don't know yeah. uh that match i thought was i mean it's short but like it didn't it's like two former you know women's world champions or whatever like it should have been short Re- wrestling two people who've been wrestling for like a year like it's clearly you know, uh, yeah, uh, or, you, you you already know people are hitting the. You're not giving women any time. This is just queen, the queen's crown too. And it's and like, dog, like they're no, literally okay. two like it's like the super team they put together. 
Their first yeah. round match should not be longer than six minutes. Like it's the it's the monsters of uh, Michael Jordan never got his secret stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, right? Um, so yeah, I thought uh, I think they look better as uh, Amari Miller and Last Legend. That's great. I don't know how far Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai are going to go into this. I don't know if they're going to win, but that is whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Cannonsaro and uh, Cannon Carter they defeat Diamond Mine, uh, Ivy Niles, and I forgot Shawty's name. I wish Pawn was here. Um, oh, yeah, Diamond Mine loses. Yeah, she's the new pro. Like she literally just joined. Yeah, and like two days ago. They defeat. Uh, they got defeated by you know a more established tag team, whatever. Um, and then Ivy Niles just started doing like some re- reverse choke, and I was just like, is she getting kicked out already, or is she being hazed? I couldn't tell if she was being hazed or kicked out, but I would be down for Ivy now repeatedly being given new women to team with and then just assaulting them when and they lose. Because be- <laughs> she looks, uh, honestly, honestly, she looks the most about it in Diamond Mine. Like, Roddy, Roddy's like a really good wrestler and stuff, but he looks kind of like chilled oh. out. And then, like, the Creed brothers are just monsters, but she looks Roddy, like, I'll Roddy die behind looks, this shit. Uh, Diamond Mine, Roddy looks like, oh, I lost the, the championship wrestling tournament or whatever. I'm at the parking lot with a gun. Like, it, 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 like he, he is going to, uh, he's going to like recreate the, uh, the stompy yard opening. Um, the Creed brothers, you know, they'll probably just go out and do it again. Ivy Niles, she's winning. <laughs> Agalays and all. Um, but nah, if they're going to haze her, whatever. It's cool. Well, not cool, but. I mean, it would be cool in, like, real life, you know what I mean? But, like, considering they're, like, heels or whatever, like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our quick hits, uh, we got Dante Chan versus Duke Hudson. What I hate about this is Dante Chan uh, being like, yeah, I'm back, handled that family emergency, I'm here to whoop some ass. And then Duke Hudson... I'm not gonna fuck about okay. your family, bitch. <laughs> and I get it. It's in sir. Uh, the new justing uh, term is it's in service of a better, sto- a bigger story. But I was yeah. just like, why y'all do my guys dirty like that? <laughs> he could have lost and still made out with Persia Parada. <laughs> I feel like Duke, for as big a guy as he is, he got like really humiliated in that Grimes feud. Oh, I feel like absolutely. he needed to get. He needed to like. You can't mm-hmm. be like six foot five or whatever and all that shit to just be like a dude on the roster, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of just making out where Persia Parada, I don't know what the fuck what that was about. And then Duke Hudson being like, oh, <laughs> is that what you in <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> and then uh, she was just like, mm, no, that was a long time ago. I don't feel like you should even mention that it was a long time ago. You should have just said no. And then uh, Loomis was just like, damn it was like that and then walked away and i was just like you was just choking mother you was just choking trick williams like two weeks ago choke that nigga yeah that's <laughs> a little bit to your wife like that a little bit out of character but i do love that like 2.0 was really bringing back i remember like the like the Sex. Derek bateman <laughs> era of nxt like everything mm-hmm. was a soap opera you know what i mean they were really like leaning heavily into that i think it kind of works mm-hmm. um Wild to me that like born again Christian HBK is booking this stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. I feel like he's just exercising his like 90s toxic well, energy. What what we believe that it's been uh talking to Malcolm Vivis and uh Carmelo Hayes is that HBK is really just letting the, trusting them to do things. 
And this is, uh, you know, the three Aussie individuals that all have history with one another. You know, uh, if they want to have their little euphoria storyline, he's going to be like, sure, what's the euphoria? <laughs> Can you imagine HBK going home and having to watch this fucking show? Oh my god, the Cal episode. Yeah, work, like guys, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, man, I couldn't get past that first episode, man. I don't know. <laughs> Cut it off at two minutes in, but um, yeah, that's the storyline. And what's weird is I don't know if Persia, Pro- I don't know if Indy Hartwell and uh, Duke Hudson dated for real when they was on the other side of the island. But I think it's really weird to have you and your uh, your ex and your bestie making out on, on TV, brother. Shit, weird. <laughs> questionable. Um, we're going to get Andre Chase versus Vaughn Wagner. Uh, Andre Chase being like, motherfucker, I ain't scared of this pussy-ass motherfucker. I'm with it. What is you talking about? Yeah, I'm teaching this shit. I'm beat your ass. It's most likely he's going to lose, but... I love how confident he is that he's going to beat his ass. Yeah, it's weird that he has so much confidence in this character that would normally be booked like a like a real cowardly deal. Yeah. He actually seems like just like a, an angry, tough guy who doesn't know that he's not strong. Like, he kind of has like the <laughs> same kind of energy as like uh, like Oni Lorcan, where he was always just like, I'll fight someone. He would just lose a bunch of matches, but he liked going out and fighting. It's mm-hmm. kind of odd. It's a, it's a weird, it, it feels a little bit out of place, but I'm, I'm into it. I love it. I, I really do. Because it has the, uh, at first I didn't really find him too much funny, but it has like the, the classes segment to go with it. And then he has a whole section to go with it. I think there's a lot more layers going on here than uh, with Oni Lorgan. But yeah, he's just like, I ain't scared of no fucking fight, bitch. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I mean like every other, every other wrestler that's had like the teacher gimmick is always like a bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Striker, yeah. Dean Douglas. It's always a dude who's just like, like a wuss or whatever. And this dude's just like, <laughs> Ready to fight people twice his size yeah. and shit. I don't know. My guy, my guy got heart. Um, the rednecks, um, Brooks and Jensen, they set up a dating profile thing. And yo, these segments suck. These, these segments guys are suck. actually so it works out perfectly. Yeah, like they're they're kind of yeah. awful. So um just just fuck Caden already. Like it doesn't matter. Like, have that happen, like have that as a WWE exclusive instead of Carmella and Corey, just have just upload their sex tape to YouTube. Like, stop the bullshit. Um, I think the funniest part of the, I feel like the one funny moment in the segment was just like, I like girls, I like guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he was like, I ain't mean it like that, but I ain't got a problem with that. And HVK said, What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, it is what it is. And then I don't know who came at the end of that segment, and it was just like. No, we just make you a Tinder. Let me take a picture of you. I feel like they should have taken more photos, uh, but, you know, they just hit that one and done. Um, these guys stink, man, and I don't really know where that story goes with them and Caden. Uh, I was thinking um, it could just go into the fucking trash and these two guys could just, like, <laughs> not work there anymore. I, I just don't, like, I, I know we, we said, oh, there's other people, you know, like, see where they go and stuff, but I, I don't have any interest in seeing where these guys go. No, unless I it's out of fucking either. window. Like it's <laughs> like probably the only either. the only act on 2.0 that I actively am like just go away. No, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Everyone else, I'm always I'm either into it or I'm like, oh, I'll see where this goes. These guys, no, thank you. No. Um, and then I don't know why I wrote this here, but I just had it in my last note is that NXT is way too horny. 
<laughs> I know why you I have that note there because it's true. It's like the weird. It's like a really weirdly horny show. Like um, toxic, toxic attraction in a toxic lounge. Way what is, too horny. Like Wade I, Barrett. Get this man off commentary. <laughs> this, this man is too horny, bro. This is unhinged. But like, I, I don't know. I kind of dig it. Like it's, 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 no, it's unique. It um. Uh, it, it works it's not like it's not that kind of thing where it's like actively offensive and it makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. you know what i mean like sometimes like you know they try to do the edgy you know attitude error route or whatever it can be kind of weird but it just feels it feels natural it feels like everyone's just really yeah. being themselves and there's just a bunch of like it sounds like all the stories we've always heard about how horny the pc is but just on tv <laughs> you know what i mean like this is how it feels you're so at, like, yeah. you're at, you are absolutely right this is a, a yeah. bunch of young attractive athletes working in close proximity yeah like it's you know it makes sense <laughs> but yeah nxt is way too horny and uh if they're gonna keep up the toxic lounge please get way barred off commentary bro this motherfucker is unhinged bro um but that is it for two point uh NXT 2.0 and that is it for us um thank you for uh listening to our episode if you are a patron thank you we have news on the hot chip coming very very soon um you can follow me at twitter at uh cyrus uh on twr on twitter you can follow dom at all new dom right mm-hmm. um you can subscribe to his youtube channel armchair all tour where he talks about kimmy a movie i didn't expect to enjoy as much as i did watching really it good for movie. the first five People minutes gotta go and go and seek it out it's only 89 minutes long it's beautiful it's and it has a really great end. um you can follow the a show network to keep up with all the stuff that we are doing at a uh the a show rnc on twitter and then you can subscribe to our patreon patreon.com forward slash the a show rnc where we are having exclusive patreon content like spot callers we talked about saint valentine's massacre that show sucks fuck y'all for voting for it um <laughs> legendary run is coming to a close uh batista uh we start closing at you know kind of down 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 spiraling uh his time uh during his title run the x8 diary the first episode with me meals and kwan has started um look uh listen to that please i'm really good at trivia everybody keeps talking about how young i am but like i'm i guessed really well so (laughs) suck my dick oldies um and yeah you get uh the weekly shows you get them uh an episode, a, a day early. You get them early, and then we have other Patreon content coming soon. Um, anything that you would like to plug that you are doing, uh, Dom? Uh, Looper? Maybe? Oh, yeah. I also I also write reviews for Looper.com. Um, I read some clickbait for them, too, but uh, I'm really only proud of the actual reviews. So if you see my name on anything that says Ending Explained or Easter Eggs, just keep scrolling. Look for a review. <laughs> it's got bills to pay. But, uh, yeah, that, the YouTube channel... Uh, those are my main things and um yeah that's that's where you can find me all right uh thank you for everyone that listened to our episode with um malcolm bivens shout out to malcolm bivens coming through and really advocating for getting the interview to go down mills uh will go into the story of how he made it happen because holy shit um there are a lot of setbacks that has come across in these past uh, few months, but it is what it is. Really stay strong for y'all. And thank you for listening. 
If you are not a patron, hopefully you are a patron next week. Goodbye. <laughs>